loosely attached is back for yet another episode. We got Cupid on his birthday, the big man, the big man. And uh, man, welcome back everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, now's your time. If you have not done so, please go do so. Loosely attached pod on all social medias, Instagram, TikTok especially. Uh, go give us a follow, man. Go uh, go check out what we're doing. We got some some clips from other episodes. We do giveaways and all types of stuff like that. And uh, a good episode in for you guys today, man. We talked about shit, shit strippers, yeah, <laughs> legal prostitution, legal prostitution, uh, careers that are questionable, relationships being uneven. Yes, related in different cultures and different generation gaps. Uh, it pours rain in the middle of the episode. I start dying of some like weird allergic <laughs> cough. Um, and we're in a new crib. And we're in a new crib. We're in a new we're crib. A new and crib. We're roommates. Oh yeah, that's kind of that's kind of insane. But um, man, maybe you guys don't know, but you know we've got the podcast on YouTube. We've got a camera now, and we we take the podcast mobily. So uh, man, you know, thanks so much for listening on Apple Music and Spotify. You know, if you want to see where we're at, the clips go on social media. They also go on uh, YouTube in full episode length. So go check it out. Go. Ch- oh geez, there's that cough. I was telling you, you'll hear it. Uh, Go check it out and uh, man, enjoy the episode. This is a good one, and uh, enjoy Drake's album. Comes out tonight. Oh, oh yeah, baby, we'll see you guys in there. Let's go. The the back porch episode now. I mean, I guess last week was the the front porch episode, and I mean we kind of alluded to it, but you know, big announcement right out of the gate. We live together now. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're fucking roommates. We so. have a a fucking pad. Yeah, we all leave it at that. We Crib have, is sweet. There's nothing else that we need. Crib is sweet. It, it's no. I mean, there's literally. I mean, like, there's literally nothing more you can ask for. Once again, we find ourselves in a. Uh, you know, a porch environment where we can we can talk and and, and hang out and do our thing. I lied. I could fix the power bill. That shit was ridiculous last month. The, <laughs> the expensive <laughs> ass power. Well, yeah, but it's also the summer. Yeah. Sorry, Cupid. Cupid's it's Cupid's birthday today. It is. The boy is the big one golden retriever. The big one. The big three sixty five. One. Happy Good birthday, boy. Cupid, man. But um. I think that's his first time on camera. Yeah, it he's out of shot time, slightly right our, now. Our but first time uh, mentioning him, actually. Yeah, true. Uh, he's a he's a cool dog, honestly. I mean, Cupid, come here, come here. Imagine the one time that <laughs> the one the one time I want him to hang out. What's up, bro? Yeah, man, big the big three sixty five for Cupid. And he's a good dog too. I mean, he's a cool roommate and, and and don't get me wrong like logan it was cool to move in with you but like a huge aspect of me moving in here was kind of the like the the, the aspect of having a dog around because yeah. dogs are dogs really do cheer you up so much they bring such a like a positive energy to the room and like cupid like golden retrievers in general like they're always just smiling and having a good time you know like they just look like they're happy so Plus, they usually are generally very happy dogs. So, I mean, um, man, he's cool. The house is cool, and 
It was just time, you know, we were talking about it a lot last week and just, you know, making moves that are gonna, um, you know, kind of make your mentality better. Like, why wouldn't you yeah, make them? Exactly. You know? it's, it's better for both of us mentally, better for both of us financially, mm -hmm. and really just, just day-to-day -day life, man. Yep. Just, it's like an ultimate, um, I don't know, it's, it's like we're, we can always have content now. Because yeah, there is no barricade there. We can just wake up and we're yeah, ready. and make content. Yeah. And it's so funny because literally the camera's in a fucking doorway right now. <laughs> like, the balcony's um, big. It's just not good for shooting. It's it's, it's horizontally yeah. big. Like like the other way. I don't know if it's vertically, but yeah, but ver it's vertically long but horizontally going no, out. Yeah. It's small. So don't we're, don't quote us. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of <laughs> crunched. I mean, it's just. Um, it's a good it's a good fresh page and when you talk about the the journal and what loosely attached has been up to this point it's such a big chapter the the chapter where i moved out of you know the house that i enjoyed being in don't get, we were talking about it last week i was like i like this but at the same time it's you know the other aspects that were there were too much and I, I was like, oh, fuck this, I'm not gonna. Well, since you've started Loosely Attached itself, you've been in three different locations. Yeah, yeah, And the that's over true. the span of what, six months? Not, yeah, if maybe that, not even. Yeah. The course of a summer, three different homes and it's just like, you know, bouncing around so much. But it's, it's also kind of the vibe that has been this summer is, you know, nothing, Nothing is permanent. Nothing is going to last forever. That's how the whole summer's been. Just, you know, kind of rotating vibes with what is happening in the moment, you know, not taking anything for granted and appreciating everything. Very short term. It's all been very short term, I, not really looking too far. I think personally, I kind of prefer like the nomadic lifestyle. I mean, yeah. like as opposed to staying put in one spot, like even our ancestors, like back in Native America, they would never stay put. Like they'd always yeah. pack up their bags, go somewhere else. Yeah. And I don't know if it's which way is healthier, but I think I would find more enjoyment. Like I don't see myself staying in the same apartment for two years at a time. Like I'll no. be going somewhere else. No. And now when I'm older and tired, yeah, but like while I'm young, there's no reason to limit myself. <laughs> Cupid's toy. Come here, bro. Here. You never get, it never gets old, you know? Go get it. Like you're always, there's always a different adventure the more you go and do. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's 100% true. Yeah, the, the aspect of staying put is nice. But, I mean, also, there is some kind of aspect of adventure that's been going on this summer and just not knowing what the next step is going to be. It's exciting. It's cool. And, I mean, I certainly have been enjoying it. It is nice to kind of have a home base that I like going back to. I don't think that there's any secret about that. I think that everybody kind of needs that. But, you know, um, also, you know, just kind of... I don't know. This is this is another stepping stone for sure, you know. And, and then we'll see what's next. But you know, it's it's been it's been a good week. I mean, I I moved in and was deathly ill. Don't know if I had coronavirus or not, but was just very very sick. Yeah, and then when I first came in. I also contracted it for a few days. Yeah, you were sick. I tested, I tested negative though. Yeah, I mean, that was weird. It's a weird move in, but you know we're. We're stable now. Uh, 
the Drake album comes out tonight. It's kind of like every Drake album is kind of, I feel, been a chapter in my life in some way or another. Like I remember back to when Views dropped and I was graduating high school and, you know, me and Nick Stimpert were in our senior year. That's just a crazy time. That summer was crazy. Me and Lamb, I believe it was uh, Scorpion. We yeah. waited up and we had the, the Take Care album playing. We just had like a little listener party in my bedroom. Oh, yeah. It was like his first time yeah. coming over to my house and we stayed up until 12, just waiting on the album to drop. Yep. Greatest fucking Drake release party I've ever had. We'll, we'll definitely do the same tonight. And I don't know, that's, that's the coolest part about Drake. Biasly, I, I told you this earlier, I, I can't think of a bad Drake song. There is some bad Drake songs. We were talking. We were talking about that last night. I said "Happy Birthday" sucks. I'm gonna have to re-listen to it. But off to like the dome, I can't think of one bad one. There's some bad Drake songs. Uh, definitely some that are better than others. But I, Drake's worst song would be fucking what? Kanye's best. Well, most people's <laughs> best. I don't know. Kanye is also big with numbers, but you know. I don't know. I, I I am excited. Just you know, some new some new sounds and some new some new vibes. And you know, I'm telling you, it's it's a psychological thing. Like Drake albums, they they bring about new chapters in my life. Just because his music is that big and everyone's playing it, that it becomes yeah. kind of like oh, like here's like Scorpion came out in 2018. Here's what I was doing in 2018. And I think about it. What a life that we were living back in 2018 compared to now. Yeah. And that was the last time that Drake dropped. So in a very real sense, Drake is kind saving. of marking these days yeah. off in my in my life, these years. That's it's true. weird. It's weird. And, and I'm excited to know. I mean, I'm excited to hear the music. I want to kind of use it to apply to my life again because that's what I always do. And it's like, what mindset am I in now? And you know, this, I mean, we've been talking about it. It's just such a, um, you know, kind of like a stepping stone period for me. Where, so do you, like, where do you think these guys get like their wisdom from? Like their like wisdom? Their, like their wordplay. Like if you oh. look at like a Drake song and like, like you said, like the music that amps you up and the shit that he says. Yeah. Like he's not much older than any of us really, like 10 years max. Yeah. Right. Like, like, what gives certain people? I don't know. That's I a good question. Like the inspiration. Inspiration, motivation, just the way that they like can put their feelings in the words, or really just the way they think about things. That people, I mean, like if I was to sit down and write a song, it's not going to move you the same way as if Drake did it. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I hear you. Like I hear you. I mean, I think part of it's God given. Like they have this this talent. Um, I mean, like. I don't know my friends and I will be at the party like trying to freestyle and it's you know obviously like it people say that it doesn't take any skill to rap it 100% takes skill to rap because it's like poetry and really all music is more or less poetry and to be able to produce beats or instrumentals of any type it's so especially done at the highest professional level it's so complex it's fascinating i really i've always said this i take music super seriously and you really do too logan and you know i don't know those guys they're the best at what they do because they're just gifted it's like why was michael jackson the best 
Well, you know? see, that's another weird thing, like, musically in general. Like, Drake couldn't pick up a guitar and fucking jam. Yeah. He just couldn't. And But he can sit down and make these fucking masterpieces. Right, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird how certain people can... That's a good point. Or, <clears throat> I don't know, or, and just talking about people's talents and shit, like... Like, who are we to say, like, who's talented and who's not? Like, look at Kim Kardashian and then Kanye Beef. Like, how did Kim get famous, right? The, well, the, the Kardashians... Chris Jenner, question. Chris Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner now? Well, I'm trying to... No, it was Rob Kardashian. He was, he, he was... No, Rob Kardashian was O.J. Simpson's lawyer. Mm-hmm. I, I remember watching... There, there's kind of, like, a reenactment of it that... Um, was produced by FX. It's on Netflix now, and um, it shows Kim Kardashian and Kendall when they're kids. You know, okay. and, and Rob Kardashian is one of his. He was on his team of lawyers. I I think that's how they became famous, but I don't know. But really. again, what did Kim do? Oh, not shit. Yeah, they did nothing. <laughs> like how they're making. Like, but can we knock them? Like they're no. fucking millionaires, probably billionaires if they invested right. And yeah. what have they done? Right. <laughs> no, they've done nothing. It's, it's that, fucking nuts. It's such a good point. And that's, dude, that's so many influencers and, like, famous people, moguls. They, it's like, what the hell do you do? <laughs> Here's the thing. We were just watching, we were just watching somebody do a podcast earlier today, and I was, I was being really critical of it. It was like, dude, you know, they, like, they're just, they're just doing this because they're famous. Because, like, that's kind of, that's what makes me mad about podcasting as a medium is, you know, it's like, oh, like, I'm going to get famous. Okay, now I'm famous. All right, now I'm going to do a podcast as a extra form of income. And, like, they're not even interesting or yeah. they're not even bringing anything to the they'll, table. They'll talk about sex and uh, partying. And yeah. It. And every single, like, no matter the guest, that's what they go back to. Like, you're really going to bring on these A-list celebrities and be like, oh, yeah, dude, did you, did you, did you slay her? <laughs> like, dude, come on. Yeah, and then they'll, like, make, like, a personal point and they'll just brush it off and talk about Exactly. That. That was, well, that was exactly what happened. I'm not going to... I'm not going to be the guy that gets on a pedestal and knocks other podcasts. I won't, I won't say who it was or, or what the interview was about or anything, but you know, I was just noticing like a list celebrity guests yeah. and they, you know, they're wasted. talking to him about just random, random stuff. You're right. It's wasted. And then he, he actually made a really valid point talking about something super deep and they were like, okay, sick. And then just went back to this very surface level questionnaire. You know, I'm not saying that we're the best at this, but the point is, these people get famous and they don't know what to do with themselves. Well, I also feel like it's about who you attract as well. Like, yeah, your fan base. Yeah, like exactly. Like if like their particular fan base may like wouldn't understand an actual like question. Yes. So I mean, if they go in and a little bit of rain here now. Little rain. Yeah. But if they go in and they they drop some kind of knowledge, like the seven year olds may just turn it off. Yeah, so like that. But that's okay. I, I'm again. I, I don't knock it because it works for them, and you know, I don't know. I mean, all these people—they're they're influencers for a reason. People follow them, so you know, you can't really you can't really blame them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you know, like yeah, of course, like it, everyone wants to be recognized or famous or wealthy or whatever. But it's just kind of like yeah, I don't want your fame. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. And Kim Kardashian's a great point. Yeah, no, we don't knock her. 
Like, like good for you. I mean, she's a billionaire, I think. It yeah. has a, a fashion line and makeup and, and God knows what else. And she's in every commercial and she's everywhere. Sure. Good, I mean, good luck to you. But yeah, she did nothing to deserve that. And a lot of these other people didn't too. On the flip side, some of these people really worked their ass off. Yeah. And like per occupation, like I feel like a lot of occupations are frowned upon, but... Like what? Like, well, stripper as an example, right? Let's say somebody's a yeah. stripper, like, and everybody's like, oh, you're a stripper, whatever, like, you'll never have a relationship, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But what does a girl stripping in Miami affect us at Not all? Not at all, yeah. Or, or a 70-year-old man who may be like, oh, fuck you, you're a stripper. Like, what, where yeah. do those two, like, coincide together? Right, no, I, you're 100% right. And, and I think also there's such a, especially with stripping in general, but, like, there's such a stigma behind it. Oh shit, we're getting hit with water. <laughs> Gotta protect the camera. I'm gonna tough it out. I think we're good. Yep. The wind is pushing us yeah. in, kinda. Camera's good. <laughs> I'm sticking it out. Fuck it. That's what we asked for. The vibes the vibes are anywhere. We're, it's a rain pod now. But dude, anyway, like, I don't know. Like I was talking to this, this one girl that I know, she's a stripper, and she, she told me on a weekday shift She's pulling in 800 bucks in cash. Under the table, government doesn't even know she works there. Holy shit, dude, 800 in a day. And then on weekends over a grand. Right, but then if you go ask like any other like basic, like mediocre family, they're gonna bash her. But why? Mm -hmm. Like I can't, I don't understand like what makes your occupation frowned upon? Well, you know, one of my friends and I were talking about that aspect after I had this conversation with this girl and found out how much she made. And he made the point that it's a, it's a long time stereotype. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, you know, we're expected to kind of frown upon this profession for what it is. Dude, go make your cash. Exactly. And, and look, look, known fact about men, they are inherently horny creatures. They're horny. And if girls can, if girls can like make cash off of dudes that are horny, like exactly, fuck it's a it. market, yeah, yeah. And you know who? It's an entertainment. Nine, nine out of ten people hating on this girl are probably making eighty thousand dollars at a salary job, pissed right. off because they're at most bringing home three hundred a day. She's making double their. She's shit. She's making double their shit and twerking her ass. Yep. And she gets to go home. And dude, like, think about drug dealers. Yeah, like, dude. Drug what? dealers make cash. Again, cash. Is somebody snorting cocaine and fucking Miami affecting me and you? No, not at all. I let do do you, there's, bro. There's mass murderers out there who will fucking kill us before a, a cocaine addict. Dude, that's such a great point. And, and I always think about this, like, and I've said it before on the podcast, like, when I stopped giving a shit about what everyone was doing around me, my life got way better. Dude, I don't care if you're dealing drugs, deal them. Yeah. Dude, you know, our friends obviously won't say names. I don't know if they're still in the business, but I had some friends who I knew in college who sold drugs, and dude, we are talking about this last week. They had piles of cash. We were in college. And he would work like a shift a week at Domino's as like a front, you know? Or it wasn't a Domino's, I don't think. It was like some random restaurant. But like, you know, dude, like he made some fucking money. And you know, I bet you nine out of 10, like nine out of 10 times, these people get aggressive it's because they're either being threatened to be incarcerated yeah. or somebody's trying to steal from them right and if people would just leave everybody alone and yeah. like how are you going to preach freedom but regulate 
you're pissed off because they're making money that you can't tax. Dude, so I, they're gonna incarcerate you. I, in my experience, no, like, okay, I, I, it's been a while since I've smoked weed, but like in my weed buying days, in a state where it was, you know, kind of like a regular, the drug dealers were actually pretty chill normally. Like they were pretty, most of the time, like they, like we didn't even know them sometimes. They'd just be like, hey, what's up, man, I got you. You know? That's what I'm saying. Just dudes trying to make a make a living, you know? And there's nothing wrong with it in my mind. And and especially, man, like weed, dude. Our country can't even keep like its citizens on the same side as each other, but they're fucking worried about guys selling weed. I, I don't know. It's just it's everything nuts. everything needs regulated. And I, I'm okay. I guess I'm in agreement on that, but the point is it's actually really easy to sell drugs and get away with it. Like being immersed in that, that, I don't know, community for that time, I was like, oh, holy fuck, I could sell drugs. But at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, like I see people go and win money at the casino, but then I go to the casino and never win. Or you'll see like a Hail Mary pass and the guy will drop it in the end zone. Yeah. Oh, I could have caught that. Yeah, it's, well, the, the point that I'm trying to get at is I say to myself, man, I could sell drugs easy, but I yeah. would be the one that would get arrested, which is why I don't. But I mean, aside from the fact that, you know, it is, I mean, I, I guess, questionably illegal so i mean here's another bias i'm not, I'm not promoting it but <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna step on a lot of people's toes with this statement all right but i think you you shouldn't pick and choose like if you're gonna make weed illegal or whatever other drug that's not like fucking bath salt illegal okay how can alcohol be legal alcohol Valid, kills yeah. way more people alcohol causes way more fights yeah. But it, somehow it's legal to go out and drink that at 21, but you can't smoke weed in, inside your home without getting, like, I mean, there, sentences. There's, that's a good point. And I, I partially agree. There's just so much that goes into it. And, um, you know, legalizing that opens up doors to new stuff. It, it's tough. I, I understand kind of both sides, but the bottom line is this. Going back to the point about professions, man, this stuff is really not bothering too many people. No. Illegal, legal, whatever, it's really not hurting anybody. The only, the only example somebody could give where a drug would be affecting them would be that their family member is using it and that they want their family member back. That would be the only, yeah. they'd be like, oh, it's legal, so he, or he, it's illegal and he did this, they need to ban it. Right. But if he's an addict, he's gonna get it regardless. Right. So regardless, like you banning it doesn't do anything. No, that's true too. I see your point. And I feel like banning it just makes it a lot worse. Yeah. Then you're gonna have illegal activity of people it's getting it. They're gonna yeah. get it. Just like if you ban guns, the, the murderers are gonna find a gun and break the law and kill you. They're not, they're not gonna fucking be like, oh, a gun's illegal, so I'm not gonna shoot you in the face. That's the debate. They're just, that, they're that's just not. The debate. It's not gonna fix anything. It's. And again, like most arguments like this, I do very much so. I see both sides. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I don't know, I'm not taking really one side or the other because both of them make logical sense. What I know is this, you know, I'm kind of just minding my own business. Yeah. I, I, cause I used to really judge people like maybe two years ago, three years ago, I would have been like, oh, you're a stripper, what the fuck? You know? And even before I got tattoos, like I judged people that had tattoos. Now I got a fucking sleeve and like shit on my leg too. And it's, now I'm like, you know, okay, 
maybe I should stop judging people for who they are and what they're doing because it actually does not matter even a little bit. I was I was guilty as well. I would judge people based off of their like decision making. Yeah. Like if I'm walking around and like I can see that like they're making the wrong decisions, I would judge them for that. Yeah. That was that was about a year ago. But now now that I'm out out of that situation, I, I really don't uh, tend to not care anymore. Yeah. It's like, dude, who cares? Yep. There's no, there's no point. Me saying anything isn't going to fix that. No. So why even do it? No, they don't. That's the other thing is, and that's, that's I think, where a lot of people fall short. They're, they're trying to change other people's views based on what they think that they should be. Mm-hmm. And it never works because no one wants to hear that. Yep. Think about everything that you like doing or that I like doing. I, okay, so like we like to play video games. Like, oh, if someone came up to me and said, like, "Oh, you're wasting your time playing Fortnite," I'd be like, "Okay, and fuck you." <laughs> you know what I mean? Th- yeah. th- it's just like, but why would that person want to change that about me? It doesn't affect them one bit. No. And as soon as that clicked in my brain, I say this all the time. Like, my my life got infinitely easier. Well, like, yeah, fuck it. You know? And I started to focus my time on stuff that really did matter, or, or changing myself in ways that I wanted to change. And man, that made things a whole lot, a whole lot easier for sure. And you know, it, it, the one thing that I, I really do always kind of think about and criticize is like, I don't know, like cultures, um, not in the sense of like nationalities, that's not the point that I'm trying to make, but more kind of like how people, how people perceive things in generations, and um, you know, perhaps certain parts of the country. Like the reason I criticize it is because I feel like it's so um, it's so easy to kind of dive into and research. Let me give you an example. Think about how young people treat the ideas of dating versus people who could be our parents, so like 40s, 50s, and then once again, people who are in their 60s, 70s. The reason why that's so interesting to dive into and look at is because there is a generation gap. Mm-hmm. There's different cultures. Yep. And, and it's so- All raised on different beliefs. Right, and it's, you know, it is really easy to criticize. Like I know for a fact, I was talking about it with my buddy, uh, Joe Beers a couple days ago, like, the people above us that are older than us are definitely bashing our generation on Facebook, criticizing yeah. us big time. I actually welcome it because it, it's their perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, kind of, I'm, 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 I'm rambling at this point, but, you know, going back to the main point, think about how we at ages 19 and 23 are handling dating and handling talking to the opposite the opposite gender it's totally different Bro, than what it used to be when you were 16 what did you dating a girl what did you gain i can't really think of anything <laughs> now what, what do you gain from dating a 16 year old girl well okay i don't i mean it's it's obviously a little weird thinking about it at this age i mean let me okay or a 23 year old girl or a 20 year old at, at this age yeah well, this age is different than 16. I can, I can criticize the culture that is high school kids now mm-hmm. because they're different than us already. So, I mean, 16, nothing. I mean, you're, you're cool in high school. You know, you got a chick that watches you play at the football games and the basketball games. <laughs> or, you know, uh, you're a girl. You got a guy that takes you to the school dances. 
See, that's sure. the thing. Like, well, I don't. What's the? There's no. There's nothing even there. Man, there is, but it's just not. It's not. It's. It's not deep. It's. It. There's. It, it's only a surface relationship. It's only a surface connection. You're not really going to be able to get deep with somebody at that age because you're not there yet. Even if you think you are, you can't. But even even at like 21, 23, like. Yeah. Like yeah, it's possible to find someone good, right? But yeah. like out of like what you date a hundred people, one will actually be good. That's the like hard of, thing. Of that yeah. ninety-nine people, like, what do you gain from them? And there's people in relationships right now that have been toxic for twenty years. And yep. They know it. They fight every day, but they mm -hmm. stay in it. Why? They stay in it, and they don't. They don't break the cycle because I don't know if it's brainwash or they just feel comfortable or what. Yeah. But they can look back and they see that they're they're literally running in, in a circle for their entire lives, gaining nothing from each other except bitter argument and the uh, comfort of having your bills paid. It's crazy. It's scary. And the, most of them don't even work. It's usually a one household income. Yeah. So uh, they don't even gain that. I just, I can't comprehend it. I think that the, the problem that those relationships and those marriages don't have and the reason they don't survive is because, dude, they didn't love each other in the first place. You know, they married young, made some mistakes, had some kids, and then they're trapped and they're like, fuck. That is the last thing, I say it all the time, that is the last thing that I want for myself is to be so caught up on somebody or, or, or so involved in a relationship that I make a mistake that I cannot get out of. You know what I mean? And it's been my it's been my fear always. Here's the problem. Right now we're so young. And and in reality, I try to I try to be self-aware of the fact that I am in reality a extremely naive individual because I'm so young. <laughs> 23, you know, um that's that's not an age where you know everything. I I would argue that there's no age where you know everything, but at the same time, you had no real life experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so to to go into something to go into something serious and to think about marriage is super super tough if you've got a good head on your shoulders cuz it's like damn like should I really do this or is there something else? But then that brings a different conflict because what if cuz it happens. What if you find that person at 21, 22 and you're not mature enough to realize that they were the person that was meant for you. Yeah. Then y you've made the mistake already. You can't turn back. Or maybe they're they're perfect. You're perfect for them, as as opposed to like they're gonna take care of you, but you're not perfect for them. The, so the, exactly you, at right. 22, 23, you realize that yeah, she would have been great for me, but I wasn't gonna be great for her. Therefore, it wouldn't have worked out anyway. Yeah. And that's, that's, there's, I mean, there's so many, there's so many roadblocks at this age, but I think at the end of the day, I can't help but realize that, you know, we just can't make these decisions accurately just yet. Maybe you can, and it's always on my mind and I'm always thinking about it, but I just don't want to, I mean, they, they call it putting your eggs in one basket. It's like, why would I, why would I bank on, why would I bank on this one person, you know, controlling my happiness for the rest of my life when I at 23 could just go out 
and produce my own happiness just as easily Good. with no kids, no real difficult expenses. Like I would argue that now is the perfect time to do that. Yep. Do it while you're young. Yeah. And you know, to take it a step further, at this age, we don't have a ton of money. And it's one thing that actually bothers me so much is the idea of dating at this age and females wanting so badly to just be shown a good time. That's all, they, that's all they're after at this Again, age. What do you gain? Like, with these yeah. girls doing shit like that, like, what, what does the guy gain beside what, sex? Yeah. But then what? Yeah. Like, what, I don't understand. And I've always thought like that. Like, I would never purchase anything for a female because I know that she's not giving me anything back. Let me tell you, let me, let me say it this way, okay? Because <laughs> it really is the truth. 99% of guys at this age, 21, 22, 23, do not have the expendable income to keep up with the wants and the needs of females that are this age. So if there's a girl that is after money or focused on money, you're better off just leaving her be, mm -hmm. really. Because you're constantly going to be catching up. And as soon as somebody comes around with more money than you, which is gonna happen, none of us have that kind of cash, you're gone. And that's why girls who are, you know, like getting through college, like they're poor and they're hot. So yeah, of course they're gonna hang out with a 40 year old guy who's pulling in a hundred thousand a year why wouldn't they yep it's dumb not to so i just i find it so i find it really shallow honestly like it's really really hard to find a connection where people aren't looking for these good times and it doesn't have to be money money's not the point it's it's you know go it's it's having private sections at clubs but again buy my dinner stuff like that biasly can we knock them no because they're like they're fucking taking advantage of the market that's there for them they're they're doing they're doing what has been set before them they're using the the gifts and the tools at their disposal i no, i don't knock them does it bother me sure however 10 years from now those girls aren't going to get very far using their their same tactic look that's a great point i was talking about this with one of my friends just a couple days ago and he said these type of girls the exact type of girls that we're talking about they grow up eventually like they're young right now they and, and i would argue immature okay you get to a point where that kind of shit doesn't fly anymore you know and you've reached 27 28 29 you're reaching 30s and you're like fuck man I, i've been wasting my I've been wasting my years instead of growing. I've been just kind of like going willy nilly and doing all of these different things, enjoying myself and it's great, but you've developed these bad habits mm -hmm. and a desire for these things that in all reality are only material. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I notice that there is a lack of females in our generation who have this, who have this interest in things of actual substance. They're only focused on material things. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that guys are perfect. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. Because I get that guys in our generation are, you know, inherently horny. We talked about it earlier in the podcast. They're horny. So they, they are not interested in anything of substance either. And, yeah. and even that, that's a problem in itself. Here's another 
I might step on some toes with this one as well, but just because we're stepping we're on, on toes this whole this, time, this, ta this topic. Yeah. <clears throat> Why? What's the harm in legal prostitution? Because think about it. Before, <laughs> before we, before everybody starts freaking out, think about it. Right? You got a forty-year-old guy. Yeah. And a twenty-year-old girl in college. Right. She's only gonna fuck him for money. Right. Why not skip the BS? He gives her two hundred bucks. They fuck, and she goes on her way because she doesn't want to be around him, and he doesn't want to stay around her any longer than he has to. I don't see the problem in it. Instead, they have to play this make-believe game to where he has to pretend like he cares about her and take her out on dinners, and she has to pretend to be in love with him because yeah. he's taking her out. They waste all this time and fucking effort pretending to be something that they're not, just so in the end result they get exactly what the law says they can't have and they just did it in a very cliche way it's true the answer to that is legality like you obviously don't want prostitution to be legal but it, because, already, it already is yeah in a different way but like you know that opens up a whole door of like human trafficking you know like that there's a safety risk involved you know yeah but uh, i don't know man i just feel like i feel like you can't avoid it and they're just like sugarcoating it. Like they're, <coughs> like again, like the whole sugar daddy, sugar mama shit like that. And 40 year olds Ooh. at the bar picking up broke college girls. It's, it's been like that probably since the beginning of time. People need money. There's, a, there's one thing that older guys and guys want in general, lust, sex, and girls can offer it for cash. It's, it's always been around, it'll always be around. Like, you can just skip the bullshit and just have a, like, a, a legal prostitution, yeah. like, rink somewhere where you can do it, like, safely. Yeah. No, I get it. A ring. <laughs> I mean, no, true. 100% true. And, and, and look. And if the government has that bitch of, uh, much of a problem, they could probably tax it. They could probably find a way yeah. to tax it. Well, if they do that and it's on a big scale, it has to be regulated and we have to keep people safe. But I agree. It's already happening. I agree. It's, it's gonna always happen. Yeah. We're just ignoring it. No, totally. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. We're and it also, it. it happens in other countries big time. And you know, um, yeah, we do ignore it. There should be more, uh, there should be more awareness about it, yes. But you know, I don't know. We talk about all these different, you know, these professions are actually a little dangerous. So. Like, safety has to kind of be at the forefront of it. I, I can't say that enough, but, you know. What's, um, what safety regulation would be, like, added to prostitution rather than, like, meeting a 40-year-old at the bar? Oh, go, extremely risky. Yeah, yeah, extremely like they're risky. They're already doing it now. I remember, like, when I was in college, there was always, like, old creepy guys that would go to the bar and hit on girls. And... I remember one day I was so drunk and I went up to the manager of the bar and I was like, dude, get this guy out of here. He's acting creepy. It's like, yeah, I know, but like, what can I do? These girls are 18. And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. Fuck it. And like, you know, in the end, like, yeah, like this is, it's legal, so there's not much you can do. You know, you're saying just skip the bullshit. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying that there are, there's females and males out there who strictly want sex for money. And they're using it as sugar mama and sugar daddy is their code word. And they're pretending to like each other. They're pretending to do like these fucking things, go on dates when they neither one of them want to be there. Yeah. Because they're only there for one thing. And as soon as they, they have sex, they go their ways with what they both wanted. Man, I, I can't <laughs> explain it. It's just the ways of the world. 
Um, and, and they only do it that way because it's illegal to do it any other way. Well, in different countries, it's different, and a lot of more, a lot more people get hurt. So I get it, really. But no, you make a valid, valid point. I, I don't know why it's. I don't know why it is the way it is. And the whole aspect of sugar daddies and sugar mamas is weird. Um, actually, there was a woman that messaged me on Instagram a couple weeks ago and said, like, do you want, like, I, like, have you ever had a sugar mama before? And I was like, here we fucking go. And I was like, no, you know, not really, you know, what you have in mind? And she's like, well, I just, you know, uh, I'm lonely, you know, my husband's gone, so I just want to talk to somebody. I said, oh, that sounds a little weird. You want to pay me? You know, so we look into it a little bit more and, you know, it ended up being somebody trying to scam me in Africa. We looked it up and it was actually like, and, and you know, because I eventually caught on and I was like, nah, fuck you. And he said some crazy, like, African curse. curse you, bro. Yeah, in a fucking, like, ancient African language. Bottom line, man, that's the safety thing. Like, be careful, man. Yeah. Because, like, what if I, I chose to meet this person and it's, uh, you know, somebody who was, like, actually trying to kill me? So, yeah, like... There's some risks. Speaking of trying to kill you, I can I can't say too much about this. However, um, a, a good friend of mine informed yeah. me that uh, for the past two years of my life, I've had a hitman out on me while working retail, and I didn't even know it. Yeah. Like they would bring guns to our old store, like just waiting and to fucking pull the trigger on me. You know you're doing something right when you got dudes waiting outside ready to just blast you. Exactly, just for being alive. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, I'm happy you're okay. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That is because that's wild. But what a fucking freak, man, honestly. Like, that, that kind of stuff is... That kind of stuff is scary. Don't, you know... Don't, don't condone it. <laughs> I don't condone it one bit. It's just and nuts, man. Like, yeah. And that's that's a big maturity thing with people, young young guys, testosterone and the ego. It all mixes in, and they just fucking get stupid. Well, it also makes you think. You know, you really have to be careful what you do and say because if you piss somebody off enough, like they are gonna hurt you. Yeah. I, I that took me a while to kind of figure out. I felt like I was invincible at one point in my life, and I could do or say anything. And then I never like, even met this guy. Yeah, that's even crazier. <laughs> Never even seen him in person. That's even crazier. What a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. We're alive and well. And yep. it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful evening. It ended up being nice. The rain, the rain cleared up. We got a we got a, a nice little a nice little clouded sunset. Cupid's been walking around. It's actually a miracle that Cupid hasn't knocked over the camera. But um, man, this—I mean, this drops. This drops tomorrow, which yep. you know will be a Friday. It'll be Drake's album will be out. Yes. We'll probably have a, a nasty song from the album. Don't even know what it is yet, but it'll be out in the outro. So uh, you know, man, it's—it uh, feels good to—it feels good to to get an episode in in the new crib and. Um, Moral of the story: Cut the bullshit. Cut the bullshit. Just get to it. Cut the bullshit. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I'm gonna say it like this, all right? We're making, we're making moves that nobody else is making. We're doing the shit that people want to be doing but don't have the time, don't have the willpower to do. And the boy said it best, we aim for the head, we don't aim to please. <laughs> we don't aim to please. I don't miss, let alone miss you. I don't miss. And I certainly don't miss you. <laughs> See you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey.
yeah No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers Man, you niggas ain't no kidding me a fact, whoa I was known for snapping when I chat before the app Stood on everything I said and never took it back, whoa No friends in the industry, I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies a fact Niggas love to start the beat, don't wanna keep it rap Yeah, you hit us up and now we owe you something back